Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode four of All Steak, No Sizzle. Honest, no BS look at life, sports, and entertainment. I am your host, Devin McKenzie. Thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode. First of all, I just want to say, uh, forgive me, I'm not necessarily feeling the best right now, but I'm going to try to power through this intro real quick. So excuse me if I sound uh, kind of distorted. But on this week's episode, I'm going to get bring you a conversation that me and my boy Mike had when uh, we went to go see UFC 203 on September 10th. This uh, conversation takes place on our drive back. We went down to Cleveland and checked out a great fight card from top to bottom. If you didn't see it, make sure you go back and try and uh, find it on the UFC's website or somehow. I'm not telling you to do anything illegal. I'm just saying somehow see this card. From top to bottom, it was great, and we had a great time. And like I said, this conversation that you're going to hear is us on the ride back. We originally were going to spend the night in Cleveland, but we were feeling good, so we just had to go ahead and make that two-and-a-half-hour drive back to Detroit. So this basically this conversation is, you know, us in the car, just riding back. And I just want to apologize ahead of time. You know, we, we were driving. You can hear... Uh, some road noises, but the audio does sound pretty good. It's just, you know, a little background noise, so you have been warned. Um, also, on this week's episode, we're going to talk briefly about uh, the Detroit Lions. As you know, last episode, I put out my season preview. Um, I had the Lions going 6-10 and 10 this year, and I'm pretty much sticking to that. So far, the team is 1-1. One and one. They... Lost game one to the Indianapolis, excuse me, they won game one against the Indianapolis Colts. And then this past week, lost a very winnable game to the Tennessee Titans. And in the process, they lost some very big players. DeAndre Levy is going to be out for a while. Ziggy Ansa is injured. We lost running back Amir Abdullah for the season. And there's other nagging injuries on that team. So I'm going to stick with my 6-10 and 10 prediction, and I'm going to go ahead and say they lose this weekend to the Green Bay Packers. So to all my, my friends and Alliance fans, I know they're really upset with me right now. But uh, real quick, let me just address the issue that I was, I was kind of talking to some people on Facebook about in that Tennessee Titans-Lions game. That... That was a bad game for the guys. It was definitely a bad game all around. That team, and let me just say that I didn't get a chance to watch the whole game. Uh, I watched a little bit of the first half, and I kind of skimmed through it, and I wanted to watch the last drive. Um, of course, the Lions lost 16-15, to and some people think that basically I'm blaming the loss on Matt Stafford. No, I'm not blaming the loss on Matt Stafford. Week one, I thought Stafford played a great game. <clears throat> Excuse me. Probably, probably that was probably the best game I've ever seen Matt Stafford play in week one. And you saw flashes of that again in week two, and, but his teammates didn't help him out. Uh, there were drop passes. There were penalties, 18 penalties on the Lions. And three of those penalties brought back touchdowns. But the point I was trying to make is that those three penalties that cost touchdowns, we only really got cost four points out of that. The first penalty that uh, wiped away a touchdown, which was a touchdown Amir Abdullah scored, we ended up scoring a touchdown anyway. It was a touchdown pass to Anquan Bolden. So we didn't lose a touchdown in that. We Stafford was able to rally the troops and still come away with a touchdown. The other two touchdowns that were taken away was on the same drive at the end of the first half. It was a touchdown to Eric Ebron where they called pass interference on him, which, honestly, it wasn't there. That should have been a touchdown. Uh, he did not push off. That It was a bad call. So that should have been a touchdown. And then I, I don't remember if it was the next player to play after they threw another touchdown pass, and that got called back on a penalty. So – on the same drive, he had two touchdowns that were that we scored that got called back. And then there was another penalty on a big play to Golden Tate, which made it like first and goal from like the 30-yard line. So we ended up kicking a field goal, getting three points. So tech, we only really lost four points in that situation. Now, mind you, yeah, those four points are, are big because you're going into halftime 
with a touchdown, you got that momentum, you're feeling good about yourself, and it does change that game. But my point with Matt Stafford is, is that as a quarterback, your team depends on you to make those last-second comebacks. And I know that as stat is out there that, you know, he, I think him and Tony Romo have the most comeback victories or most uh, victories on the last drive in the league since, like, 2011 or something like that, which, okay, I definitely give him credit for. But my problem is this. In a game like, I don't know, the playoff game against the Dallas Cowboys, you didn't do it then in a big spot. You you, you know, you're out there making bad plays, bad reads. And in this situation, he did it again. If you look at that last drive, he hit Eric Ebron with a nice pass over the middle. Well, it, it wasn't a nice pass at all. It, it was a nice game. And when you look at it, it's like, oh, yeah, he hit him with a nice pass. But if you look at that, that pass was way behind Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron, who is a player that I'm not exactly fond of, but I got to give him credit, he made a hell of a catch. He was able to adjust to it and basically bailed Matt Stafford out. You look at a pass after that, I think it was right after that, where he threw it to Golden Tate, completely missed him, right behind Golden Tate. And the interception, once again, the pass was it was a bad pass. The corner was sitting there watching him. I'm pretty sure that the coaches saw that Stafford was throwing the ball behind his receivers. So he had that corner sit there waiting on it, and he threw it behind, I want to say it was Golden Tate again. And it ended up with an interception, which basically sealed the game right there. So the week before, Stafford was able to put together a very good drive to get us in position to win the game and get that game-winning field goal, which he was able to do. And I gave him all the credit in the world. But this week, same scenario, he came up short. So my thing with Stafford is, is that you depend on him to bail you out of these bad situations. The fact that we had 18 penalties in that game, and we had we lost four points on a penalty. Some people are going to say it was three touchdowns, but that's not the case. We lost four points. But you count on your quarterback, no matter what the situation is, to bail you out of that scenario. Yes, you definitely need your team to be better. And I've said it, this team has a lot of holes in it. And that's why when people were saying this is going to be a 10-6 and six season, an 8-8 eight eight season, I didn't see it because we have a lot of holes in this team. But your quarterback, one of the highest paid players in the league, you counting on him to bail you out of these situations, and he wasn't able to do it. So this is these are the situations where I get on Matt Stafford. So with that being said, I think they – after this week, I think they're going to lose to the Green Bay Packers, and I think they're going to be one and two. And and with all these injuries, I don't see them coming away with this victory. And I see, I see a downturn coming. So, buckle up, Lions fans. This is going to be a long season. Real quick, this weekend, I just want to let everybody know that I'm going to be going to Indianapolis for an Indianapolis Colts game, and I'm going to be going down there for WWE's pay per view. Uh, Clash of Champions. It's a Monday Night Raw pay-per-view. I'm planning on doing something similar like I did for this episode, uh, recording kind of a post-game and post-wrestling uh, match reaction with my boy Ed. For those of you that listened to episode two, Ed was on that episode where we were talking about SummerSlam and NXT weekend. So we're going down to Indianapolis to check out Clash of Champions, and we're also going to check out a Colts game. So... We plan, well, I plan on, you know, recording something, and we'll put that out in the future episode, so. And I don't know if you guys know, but I kind of have, like, a bucket list thing that I want to do where I want to see a game at every single stadium in in the country, mainly basketball and football. I'll throw baseball in there, too, but basketball and football are the two main ones, so this would be the fourth stadium that I knocked off my list this past weekend. I went to Cleveland to watch the Browns play the Ravens, which it was a really good game. And I also learned that Cleveland Browns fans and Lions fans are pretty much the exact same. <laughs> like We both have teams that are basically terrible, but we still have hope. And then we get kicked in the nuts for having hope. So I had a good time in Cleveland. 
plan on having a really good time down in Indianapolis. Going to go down there, like I said, check out the Colts versus the San Diego Chargers. That's going to be a good game. Night of Champions. I'm sorry, it's not Night of Champions anymore. It's Clash of Champions. That should be a great show. I get to see Sasha Banks, my bae. Sasha, holla at your boy. <laughs> I also get to see a great match with, between Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens for the Universal Championship. So I'm looking forward to it. I'll definitely uh, speak more on that in the future. And also, on a more serious note, there is a future episode coming up. I'm, I'm working on it now. Uh, getting people together for it, but we have to have a very serious conversation. There, and I, I definitely was planning on having this conversation, but I wasn't sure when I wanted to have it. But I, I feel like it has to be had now, and it's about the situation that's going on in our country with uh, police, African Americans, and athletes, and protesting police shootings. It, it, this past week has definitely been one where this issue has only been magnified. After two weeks of the NFL season, anytime an athlete, you know, does a protest, that's all you hear about, that's all you see. Colin Kaepernick being the, the biggest name, because he's really the one that started this, but through the weeks you've seen different teams and different players you know, do their own protest. And there was a backlash because you're saying you're disrespecting the country, you're disrespecting the flag, you're disrespecting the people that fought for this country, which people have been arguing that it's not the case. We're just bringing light to an issue that's been here for years, but no one wants to address. And in, in that situation, in these protests, people have been saying, you know, not wanting to address the issue that he's protesting about. And predictably, another unarmed black man was shot by the police. So now it's bringing, basically it's justifying what Colin Kaepernick was, was protesting. So we're, we're not going to have a conversation now. This episode is dedicated to conversation me and my boy Mike had coming back from UFC 203 but in the future we are going to have very serious conversation about uh, police brutality race issues in this country the protests that Colin Kaepernick and many other athletes around the country have been participating in that that conversation is coming up soon and if you're a person that wants to get in on this conversation feel free to hit me up I'm, I'm looking to get you know, a couple of people to come on a show and, and sit down and, and talk about it. And, hey, if you're listening to this episode and you want to get in on this conversation, feel free to hit me up. And feel free to hit me up about any anything. You can hit me up on the social medias. Yes, as I said, social medias. You can uh, check out the All State No Sizzle Facebook page for the show. You can hit me up on Twitter at Devin the 63 That's D-E-V-I-N-T-H-E. 6-3. That's on Twitter. That's also on Instagram. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram. I'm trying to get better at, you know, posting on Instagram and being more active on Instagram and Twitter as well. So bear with me. Or if you want to shoot me an email, you can shoot me an email at asnspodcast at gmail.com. That's asnspodcast at gmail.com. You know, all these platforms, feel free to Ask questions if you got any questions. Uh, if you have your own comments, if you disagree with my take on the Detroit Lions, feel free to hit me up. If you uh, disagree with my take on UFC, feel free to hit me up. If you are, also like I'm saying, if you want to be a part of the show that I'm going to be doing really soon about social issues going on in this country, feel free to hit me up. I, I really appreciate it. So questions, concerns. Comments, feel free to hit me up on all those platforms. Well, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and jump into the conversation that me and my boy Mike had coming back from Cleveland. Shout out to Mike Finley. Thank you for rolling to Cleveland with me and participating in the conversation. So after this brief break, you'll hear me and Mike. 
So thank you for listening to the show and enjoy. UFC fight, man. Man, that shit was live. Man, he was you know, <laughs> what, What's your favorite fight? Um, I would have to say that match where you gave him the five dollars. You were trying to give him five dollars, the ten percent of that oh, match. Oh yeah, that was probably the best match for me. Jimmy Rivera and uh, Uriah yeah. Faber. Mm-hmm. Cause like he, he was like strategically like giving him a beat down. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, it was like. All leg attacks though. It was the leg attacks that was doing it. I was like, damn. Yeah. Hey, one fifty dollars off for that. I'm like, well, shit, man. I'm break my man off ten percent. It's like, man, hey, you want you want money for me? Then ten percent. He's like, oh, that's all you, man. I'm like, <laughs> all right, I tried. <laughs> oh, and, and and the build, the whole build up of CM Punk being there, that was my thing too. Like, I was looking forward to that match. I didn't care who came out the winner. I still wanted to see that match, but I just didn't want to end that fast. That was my thing. Man, it, it was funny because, like, I literally, like, blinked. And the next thing you know, I'm like, damn, see a puck on the ground. Like, that's not good. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was just hoping he could, like, roll over and just get back up on his feet. I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, it looked like he was going to reverse it for a second, man. But then it was just like. <laughs> like, I wanted to see some kind of strike attack from Punk, and that just didn't happen. So not, if I was to call him and create a character like him, I don't know what to give him on UFC because they don't have no offensive move. He just got tackled to the ground and it was over. Man. Did you ever see the the James Tony fight? Nope. UFC fight. He fought uh, Randy Couture, man. My man Randy Couture did the exact same thing. He just charged him, tackled him, <laughs> and submitted him. Same thing. Like when people don't have like experience like that, man, that's the best way to go, man. Just you I know, see. take them down and submit them. Yeah, that's kind of, that was kind of embarrassing too, because that dude yeah. wouldn't do that to nobody else in UFC. You know, he want to just charge at somebody like that. I mean, it's like it's like this, man. Like the dude trying to trying to move up in the world, man. Why why fuck around with him? Just go ahead and get it over with. Right. And you see, the crowd was it seemed to be like ninety percent behind Punk. You think so? Uh, that was a loud pop when he came out. What you think? Because it's probably some hardcore like UFC fighters. Like who yeah. is this guy? Yeah, it's, it's, a, kill him. it's a lot of the, okay. the, the, the hardcores that, that wasn't happy about that fight, man. Right. The happening and shit. I mean, I'm a fan of both UFC and and WWE, man. So I was cool with it. Right. Yeah, Punk was one of my favorite wrestlers, and mm-hmm. I'm like, hey. UFC going to give him a chance, man. Like, you know, go ahead, go for it. Still think I'm in my truck. Or <laughs> CM Punk, man. So, so when you think the next time we going to fight again? Like, what, 206 or something? Honestly, man, I think he might take a little time and uh, train some more. Cause they drop these every what two months? These UFC pay per views. Yeah, they have pay per views every month. Every month, I keep I keep saying two months. Oh, it's like it's every month though. Yeah. I mean, if he fight at two oh seven, that'll be fine with me, man. Cause I'm going to that one, so right. I'll take it. <laughs> but yeah, he might he might take a little time and uh work on it, work on his striking and his uh takedown defense. I was just saying, just take down the fans. We don't know nothing about the striking. He ain't even doing anything. <laughs> like, come on, man. Whatever you were training on for two years clearly didn't work. But I ain't going to be too hard on him. He coming from, you know, wrestling background, one of the mixed martial arts. It's tough. I, I give him credit, man. Like, most people, I mean... And the one thing I the one thing I like about Punk is that the fact that he actually like respects the sport. Mm-hmm. So he ain't just come in here talking shit. You know, he was like real humble about it. The only time he really, you know, kind of flexed a little bit was at the weigh-ins, you know, trying to hype up the fight or whatever. Right. But mm-hmm. he ain't do nothing extra. 
Barrett, you know what I mean? Like, he he rather microphone coming out talking, trying to cut a promo like it's WWE. Right. So, you know, we give him credit for that. I mean, but, I mean, the mission was accomplished, man. Like, you know, he, he got to test out his, uh, test himself out in the, in the UFC ring, and Dana White made a whole bunch of money off of the shit, man. Right. Hey, there's like a lot of people that, I, you know, I was walking around, and I talked to him, I asked him, you know, were you here for uh, the UFC, or were you here to see CM Punk? And there was a lot of people that would say, like, oh, I'm here to see Punk, man. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Right, so, so that worked. Got a chance though when you think about his age and how late he coming in. You think he got any chance of like winning any match? I, I didn't think he was gonna win that fight. <laughs> like no matter how hard he trained, I don't think you see him winning a match. Cause let's just say he becomes that deal in like three years. He's gonna be 40 years old then. You know what I mean? So how would that even work? Because the kid that just beat him was like 24. He was about 13 years younger. Yeah. yeah. I I mean, I think, I, yeah, I said it before. Like, I mean, if I was in Vegas, I would put, like, $20 on, on Punk just because the odds were so good, just in case something crazy happened. But, yeah, there's no way I would pick him to win a fight, man. All right. Like, he would literally have to fight, like, another wrestler who, like, never had any MMA experience. Like, mm-hmm. and it's next fight for me to, like, even give him a chance to win. But you know what, man? Like, I believe in like, I kind of believe in conspiracy theories, man. So I can see them just finding some like bum motherfucker like to get him to, to fight, so he can win, so they kind of like build his name up again. And true, I, I can see that happening. See, I thought the dude he was fighting was a bum. Mm. Clearly, he wasn't. You, y'all, y'all took me for without one. <laughs> I was like, who is this guy? And nobody would tell me. And I saw he was like two and zero. Oh. I was like, well, he's relatively new. And, yeah, know. but this guy's actually been, like, training, like, his whole life, though. And, right. It was, it's weird, man, because, like, in the state of Ohio, they got, like, a rule that before you can have a professional fight, you got to have five amateur fights and have a winning record. But they made an exception for CM Punk. So they counted his WWE experience as, uh, <laughs> as an experience. I'm like... Nah, man, that shit don't count, man. Yeah, really don't. Big difference. My bad, you getting hot. A little, a little warm, a little warm. All right. <laughs> like, so what you think about that casino, man? Man, that casino was nice. I just can't win in there, dog. <laughs> Get Jack. I cannot win in Jack. <laughs> but it's overall, it's cool. They got, um, it's nice... The bar space is nice. They got um, a few crap tables downstairs. That was nice and spacious. They got the little uh, computerized craps that they don't have in Greek Town, which is what they I don't. Been, no, they don't have it in Greek Town, which is what I've been like requesting that they get. They got them at the MGM though, right? Uh, yes, they moved it to MGM. It was over at um, the other one, uh, Met Motor City. Yeah. Motor City had it, then MGM took it from there, I guess, because Motor City doesn't have it anymore. Oh, man. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, actually, I like the casino. What about you? It was cool, man. I want some money, so <laughs> I can't complain at all, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when I come back uh, next weekend, man, I might stop in there for a little bit. There is no might to it. You will be there. <laughs> <laughs> like, shout-outs to you and they. Mississippi, was it Mississippi Run? Mississippi Stud. Mississippi Stud. I can't do it. Nope, can't do it. I had to take my chance on the dice, man. Man, it's funny because, like, yeah, I had that. I think I had, like, a nine and a four. And then the four came up, so I'm like, yeah, let me go ahead and uh, put that max bet on there. And then my man was like, what do you need? So I'm, I thought he was asking me, like, what, what, like, oh, yeah, let me get a water or uh, let's get a rum and coke or something. Like, and I'm like, what do you need? Oh, I'm like, another eight would be nice. For some reason, I wasn't even thinking about the, the four. And then that, that, the other four came up. I'm like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Nice uh, three, three of a kind. <laughs> Need to get a royal flush out here, man. That's why I want to see something happen like that. I want to see a royal flush. 
for somebody to get paid like serious amount of money. But I see that happening in race man. Yeah, I want to see that shit too, man. Like yeah. I told, I told you about my man was telling me the story about the lady that won a million dollars in uh, Vegas. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I think it was more than a million dollars because it's like um, anytime somebody placed the the bet on that, um, I forgot what it's called, but it's a progressive thing, so. Anytime somebody plays a bet, it goes into like the pot. And like the pot was like over a million dollars. Wow. And she won it. And it was, <laughs> she was there for a while. And she had, she had to catch a flight. But yeah, she missed her flight. And like, I don't blame you. Like, you getting like a million dollars? Like, fuck that flight. I'm right. trying to get this money. <laughs> man, but I can't wait to go to Vegas, man. I can have my, my luck back on the crap tables. Cause every time I go to Vegas, I seem to win. Like, I can't win when I go to Ohio. This is my second time going to Ohio to, like, hit the crab tables at a casino. Jack Casino, no luck. Or uh, Hollywood Casino. Uh, Toledo. Yeah, Toledo. Terrible. Like, it was funny. Like, me and my girl went to uh, Hollywood Casino in Toledo. And, like, I don't know, man. Like, for some reason, man, like, at first I was like, yeah, I'm going to go play Mississippi Stud there. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm not really feeling this table, man. I mean, I'm not really feeling this casino right now, man. So we just sat there and played my favorite game. Drink, yeah. drink the drink. Drink the drink. Yes. Yeah. I'm undefeated at that hey, game. That's odds. <laughs> you buy a drink, you're probably going to drink the drink. Yes, sir. Can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, yeah, my go-to games is blackjack and craps. Never do a slot machine. Just because I, you know, I, I believe that they can just hit the button and say, okay, no one's winning on this machine today. Right. Yeah, so I, I, I can't have that like control of my faith when it comes to gambling. Yeah, that's why I like that, that Mississippi stud, man. Like you're not playing against the dealer, you're not playing against other people, man. It's just mm-hmm. your cars and whatever cars like, you know, get laid out. Right. I wonder what we gotta do to get a tongue game up this <laughs> Serious. How come casinos don't have tongue, man? Right. Tongue versus spades. I think because they know black people will start like <laughs> bankrupting the casinos. Nationwide, once they put a game in there, I cannot beat these black folks. <laughs> or they don't want to have to use the word renege. Right. <laughs> Dog, they don't start reneging. <laughs> like, what? what the fuck Dog? you call me? <laughs> Dog, man, he over here reneging. Like, this renegger over here. <laughs> Did you call me a nigga? No, I called you a renegger. <laughs> Oh, nigga, I called you a re-nigger, nigger. Like, I called you in that time. Yeah, yeah, they put the they, they installed those two games up in there, man. I might quit my job. I'm a professional tongue player, man. Love some tongue. Got got this spread right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it never happened. Nah. How would like the, the payouts go on that shit? That's what I'm trying to figure yeah, out. Right. <laughs> That's probably what it is. The thing is, ways you gotta figure out how to pay it out. And it's gotta be a way where the dealer has the better hand yeah. each time. And the upper hand. That's all I like about craps though. You know, when I rolled the dice and I rolled a 12, I lost my money on the pass line. Because I didn't have a point yet. So that's enough. The dealer's advantage, or the table's advantage. Which kind of sucks. Like, man, it was weird, man. Like, I saw my man place that bet, and, like, just randomly, I'm like, I kind of want to make that same bet he just did. Then, motherfucker, like, won that shit. I'm like, damn. See, if you could have kept your chips, you would have just threw the follow up. Oh, they're like, follow that chips on a 12. You would have hit it. Like, how much would that shit have been, man? 150 If I played how much? $5. It paid 31 to 1. Shit. Yeah. I've hit that, like, two times before. Like, back to back with followers on there and pressed it up. It was a quick 450 off two rolls, 12 and 12. But I just wasn't thinking about doing it. I, I just didn't think I would roll a 12 on my first roll. And I just did. It sucks. Yeah, because I, like, I had no idea what the fuck was going on. But I, I, I'm just looking at my man's like, I don't know why, man, but I want to make that same bet. <laughs> got to get Steve in that casino, man. You say you got to get him in there? Yeah. He's fun to watch. I mean, him and Elwar, man, they, they be really attacking the tables and betting the most money and stuff that I wouldn't do. 
but it's fun to watch to see if they like win. Cause I remember Edward put five hundred dollars on a hard stick before, and I'm like, damn, this shit hit. That's five thousand dollars. It didn't hit though. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. Man, what's the most you ever seen Ed win, man? Um, shit, the most I've seen him win maybe like twenty two hundred. I've seen him lose more than that though, a couple <laughs> times. I bet. Yeah, cause. I mean, one time we both won like fifteen hundred, and we like lost a thousand dollars right back. We just didn't know how to get up and leave. <laughs> oh, that's one thing I don't have a problem doing, man. Yeah, you ain't got a problem with doing. It. You can win and like walk away. Right, we had a problem. <laughs> man, we be at work talking about it all day, and then just go down there once we get off work. That's what we used to do all the time. Like, the weird thing with me, man, it's like, it seems like any time I start thinking about leaving, that's when I start winning and shit, man. Because, like, look, like, that, uh, the one I won, uh, I'm like, you know what, man? Fuck it. I'm down to my last chips. I'm just going to go ahead and put this on there. If, if I, no, no matter what, I'm out of here. Oh, the three of a kind? All right. Definitely out of here. Let's go. Me, I'll play with one hand and left. <laughs> and, uh, you got to see if it come back to back. Well, you did, right? You know, you ain't supposed to get up and leave. Yeah, I kept thinking, like, yeah, we're going to make it over to the fan village, man. Like, nah. <laughs> that shit never happened. And the good, good thing we didn't go over there, man. That shit got rained out, man. So, any of them wrestlers, well, right, any of those fighters that we've seen would have been there? Mm, that would have actually fought? Yeah. Nah, nah. Okay. Man. You know, the ones that had the uh, fan village are people that either they like the same uh, fight camp as those people or they just happen to be there. Right. Like, uh, Anthony Pettis was there. That's the same fight camp that CM Punk is in. And uh, Uriah Faber, uh, Cody Gilbert, he's in the same camp as him, so. Gotcha. And then it was funny, I texted my boy Randy. I was like, hey, is uh, Gilbert and I forgot who the other one is. Like, what time are they? I'm like, they're already here, man. So I was like, well, fuck it. I done met everybody else before, man. There's no point in even going over there now. All right. And then fucking play my favorite game. <laughs> drink and drink. My man still though that wouldn't talk to you. <laughs> want the red shirt on, red UFC. Oh, Babalu? Yeah. Sabron, man, what is up with that? I don't know. Man. He was one of the motherfuckers that was in there uh, fighting after the fighting shit, man. Like, man, that's the second time you done you know, snuffed me, uh, right. Babalu. I know he doesn't see. That's the second time I know he recognized you. I ain't even <laughs> had to recognize me. I just like acknowledge me, man. Right. Like, this nigga just did not acknowledge you two times in a row. That's why your career sucked, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You gotta catch him when you're on the winning streak. Be happy. Oh, he don't even fight no more, man. Oh, he done? Yeah, he retired, man. Last time I saw him fight, man, that motherfucker was out. No. <laughs> motherfucker went night and night. Man, man, that was pretty cool, man. Like, got got to meet uh, Luke Harper. Yeah. And uh, Miss Noel Foley. Mm-hmm. That little pretty ass. <laughs> and it was funny because... You know the two guys I was talking to while you was talking to the other two guys at the, at the casino? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he was like, man, I wish I could have seen her, man. I was like, well, I got a picture with her. He's like, no way. Showed the picture. He's like, man, I, I love her. And I was like, wait a minute, she's over 21, right? And she was like, he's like, yeah. I was like, okay. So the thoughts in my mind is leaking. <laughs> I was thinking some shit. I just didn't know how old she was. The boyfriend, I don't like. I'm hating. I'm like, what the? This guy? Out of all people? Okay. Whatever. I kind of feel bad. I didn't even acknowledge that motherfucker. I didn't man. acknowledge him either. I feel bad because he said something about my shirt. He was like, I got that same shirt. I'm like, yeah, whatever, motherfucker. Hey, fuck you. I'm trying to get this picture right now. I wish you wasn't here right now. I'm trying to get a picture with this pretty ass blonde right here, man. Like, Mick Foley does not like you. Shut up. <laughs> Her dad does not like you. Mick Foley doesn't like you, and neither do I. Right. <laughs> Cleveland, man, but I didn't know she was going to the fight or not, man. Like she did, like a, I think she did like an Instagram, mm-hmm. and I want to say like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or something, man. I just remember seeing her on Instagram. Devin, why are you following her so fast, man? Huh? She just she just got on like the WWE. Like, why are you following her so quick? She hasn't even done anything. She she purred. <laughs> Stalkerism. 
I wasn't a stalker, man. No hell, can I get a picture? Because <laughs> you're number one fan. I love the show. <laughs> I haven't watched that fucking show. <laughs> I felt bad and I lied to her like that. I love the show. <laughs> Watch that fucking show. Like, your dad is kind of whack. <laughs> you know, I like I like seeing encounters with Triple H and Mick Foley. Like when he snatched the belt off of uh, Mick Foley's shoulder. Like, uh, it just brings back memories when I see them like interact. Hey, remember that time you hit that barb that barbed wire bat, man? <laughs> no way out. Two thousand. Man. Remember that motherfucker end of your career? Yep. <laughs> uh huh. And then I like them. I like when uh, he was fighting uh, Randy Orton and like Triple H didn't have to acknowledge him no more because he already ended his career. <laughs> it was yeah. just so funny. Like he was just there, but he never would say Mick Foley's name because like I've already ended your career. But yeah, you're still wrestling. Whatever. <laughs> man, did you ever like pay attention? You don't, yeah, you don't really watch like NXT and shit like that, man. But did you ever pay attention to that whole like Situation where supposedly Dean Ambrose was supposed to wrestle Mick Foley back when like Dean Ambrose was still in developmental. Mm-mm. Yeah, like they they were they were like shooting an angle or something like that. Like I want to say they was at like a comic like a, a comic book convention or something like that. Or it might have been like a uh, WWE access from like WrestleMania. Uh-huh. And then uh, supposedly like Dean Ambrose like shot on Mick Foley. And it, I guess it was supposed to have a match after that. But then like Mick Foley went through the. Uh, the test, the WWE test, and they realized, like, nah, man, you, you can't, you can't wrestle no more. Uh, wow. I don't see no money in that match. What about you? Yeah. I don't see a draw. Nah, I mean, come see this. I don't either, man. McFoley and him. I'd rather see uh, Randy Orton McFoley again. <laughs> you know what match I want to see again, man? Uh, Evolution versus The Rock and uh, Mankind, man. Right. I do want to see that again. Like, one more time. Actually, that every 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> they missed it with WrestleMania 30. I don't know what it is about watching <laughs> Ric Flair do the people's elbow, man. It just cracks me up every single time. <laughs> WrestleMania 20, where it all begins again. <laughs> Good wrestling man. I was like, what, what else was on that card? Your favorite match of all time. Oh yeah, that's right. Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. That shit was such a fucking disaster, man. <laughs> it was great. Horrible. <laughs> what else was on that card? Uh you had Kurt Angle and Eddie Guerrero. And Eddie Guerrero went over, defended his title. And then you had that one guy beat Triple H and Shawn Michaels in a triple threat match to win the world title. What one guy? That Benoit guy. Oh, uh, uh, unnamed? Yeah, unnamed. (laughs) (laughs) We had uh, Big Show and Johnson. For the U.S. title? Yep. Yeah, okay. Open up the show with that one. I know Undertaker's in there. Why can't I think of the match? Oh, Undertaker and Kane. Yeah, that, was, that's, that, that was. was that the casket match? No, nah, it was just a regular match. Oh, okay. It was when um, Taker came back as Dead Man Taker. Oh, uh, okay. And then well, looked right. Yeah, it was like his short hair and he yeah. looked right. Uh, what else? Can't name anything else. But those was like the major Yeah, I think we talked about it before, man. What was, what was your, your favorite WrestleMania? Favorite WrestleMania? 17. Rock, Austin, Rock, Rock. Austin, uh, yeah. that main event. Second one? Second, yep. Yeah. Second one. But yeah, just, just because, you know, uh, Stone Cold turned on his fans. Hill, yeah, he did the hill turn. And gave McMahon the handshake at the end. And when he was beating the hell out of the Rock with the chair, man, I. I didn't see the hill part coming in yet, you know, until Vincent Man came out there. I was like, oh, man, he about to turn hill. You know, I've been listening to Stone Cold's podcast. He he always talks about that match. He's like, man, 
I kind of wish I went on ahead and uh, stayed face and just, you know, won the belt. And then he, he was saying that he wanted to tell uh, Vince McMahon, like, uh, watch your gut. I'm going to hit you with a stunner or some shit like that. He wanted to, he, he wished he had hit uh, McMahon with a stunner and stayed baby face. Yeah, WrestleMania? Yeah, at uh, 17. It's only one problem with him staying face. It would have probably ruined The Rock's career. Like, even worse. Because, I mean, like, damn, you just cannot be Stone Cold clean two years, well, two WrestleManias in a row. At least in this one, you can, like, blame it on him turning heel and then bringing the chair in and beating the shit out of him right. to win. But if he just went over clean, like, damn, Rock, you lost two times in a row and you was probably at the height of your career in 2001. You were the champion and everything. Right. But Rock got Rock got dicked over a lot. He he, does, he never wins. He didn't, yeah. he didn't win as much as anybody else, like Triple H here or Stone Cold. Hey, it's funny, man. I'll be going back to the network just like watching random matches, man. I'm like, this motherfucker lost a lot, man. Everything he lost <laughs> to like SummerSlam '98, fully loaded '98, all the Triple H too. I think he only won like one time against Triple H. That was that Backlash 2000. Lost to him at WrestleMania 2000. Like he just kept losing to Triple H. Yeah. Did Mick Foley win the belt from him on Monday Night Raw that one time? From The Rock? Yeah. He won it from, um, yep, on Raw. Won in front of him on Sunday Night Heat. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know what I'm talking about? The one before uh, the, the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, yeah. yeah. When, it, when he, like, pinned him under that, uh, that forklift or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. that on top of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Rock be losing belts on regular TV like a mug. <laughs> <laughs> match that kind of like solidified my fandom and like the Attitude Era was that I Quit match that The Rock and uh, Mankind had. Mm-hmm. I want to say that's like the, that was like the first pay-per-view I ever watched live. That went around the corner of my, uh, my sister's friend, John House. Uh-huh. So when I watched it, man, and like I just remember him hitting that motherfucker upside. No. When uh, he fell off of the the, the railing and hit that electrical equipment and like sparks yeah. and shit were flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Shaman Man came out, and The Rock was like, that son of a bitch is going to say I quit or I'll be down. I'm like, shit, it's getting real, man. Right. <laughs> what was that? That was Royal Rumble? I, I want to say that was a Survivor Series, man. I might be wrong, but I, I feel like that was a Survivor Series. Man, I, I feel like Royal Rumble to me, because I want to say he was getting ready to fight Austin after that. Because The Rock was a champion, right? Fighting Mick Foley? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think he was on his way to fight Austin like at WrestleMania. He had something to do before the end. That's when he went to wrestle in his trunks. He was wearing that, that weird shirt yeah, yeah. and them, uh, paint and them yeah, sweatpants. sweatpants, yep. I was like, oh, Rock must be getting a little chubby. He had to put the pants on. <laughs> like, um, work out some more before I put these trunks back on. Because he ain't put the trunks on to WrestleMania. Yeah. So he went like eight weeks wearing that. Yeah, he, he did go through his little chunky faces, man. Black WWE champion, or at least half of them. <laughs> don't acknowledge it. Uh, take it. Hey, it's funny. I was listening to um, this podcast. I listened to these two black guys. They they talk, you know, the UFC and uh, WWE and boxing and shit. <laughs> and they was going through like their predictions for uh, backlash or whatever. And it's like, so who do you think will win that that six pack uh, challenge for the women's uh, SmackDown championship? It's like. What about Naomi? It's like, they ain't gonna put no title on no black woman. <laughs> right. Wait, you said you haven't seen the new Naomi, right? Nope. EDM Naomi? Nah, I, I haven't seen nothing new about her. Other than that, what? That multicolored outfit she was wearing? Yeah, so you haven't seen her interest and shit like nah. that? Nah. Oh, man. It's, I, it, it, I like it, man. Like, some people don't like it, man. I think it's pretty hot, man. Like the first time she did it, she was out there twerking something. I'm like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. I'll see you out there, Naomi. <laughs> so I'll see you out there, Trinity Fatu. <laughs> Can't be twerking if it ain't the attitude there. Just think how these girls would look like if they was able to just wear like stuff they was wearing in the attitude there. They probably look good. Uh, that's you know. 
passing. Wouldn't that mind seeing the Braun Petty smash when they over? Right. I want to see it with all of them. The Bellas um, and all the other ones I can't name right now for some reason. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out who uh, Bay 2017 going to be, man. I'm thinking uh, my girl down in NXT, Ember uh, Moon. All girl to do that top rope front flip stunner. Yeah. That might be Bay 2017, man. How come Bay can't be Naomi? She was like Bay 2014. Uh, 15 was like was uh, Sasha Banks this year. I want to say it's Nia Jax, man. I got like a weird crush on her. <laughs> Either Nia Jax or uh, Alexa Bliss. Where are we going to? We're going to Survivor Series and the Rumble. I'm just trying to think like who could possibly win a Rumble. I know it's a minute from now. Finn Balor? Oh, yeah, he's going to come back he around that might, time. He might be back around that time, man. Yeah, they're going to set that up for WrestleMania. He gets belt back. Man, what do you think about Kevin Owens being the champion, man? I like it. You don't? Not that I like it. Oh, I like that you don't, man. No, nah, I mean, out of the four people, I like it. I, I don't want to see Roman Reigns ever win the title again. <laughs> um, I'm with Elwar. I like Seth Rollins, like, chasing the belt. What's my man's name? Enzo. Big Cass. Yeah, Big Cass. That was a joke, even even just being in there. Man, like, as soon as he made it to the WWE, but him when when him and uh, Cass and him and uh, Enzo made it to WWE, I I just had this feeling like when this man sees this kid, he's gonna fall in love with him, man. And sure enough, he did. (laughs) Like the the worst best thing that happened to that tag team was uh. Enzo getting that concussion or whatever. He was like, well, I get to put Cass in the individual matches and get to see what he can do, man. All right. I just get the feeling he looks at, at Cass and is like, yep, this is Diesel 2016. <laughs> yeah. I just wish they were able to, like, speak more on whatever their character is and not read from, like, a cue card. Yeah. Because you can tell. Like, that's why I like Punk so even if he was, you couldn't really tell if he was. You know, right. Read something verbatim. But now nah, it's clear and obvious. I like that um, that back and forth promo him and Triple H cut. He was like, man, this isn't uh, CM Punk talking to Triple H. This is Phil Brooks talking to Paul Levesque. I'm like, right. whoa, really? <laughs> Called him by his government name. <laughs> But you can tell, like, Triple H was like, all right, I got to get this shit back on the rails. <laughs> Wait, shit. Punk probably couldn't come back and do that now. He, Triple H is in full control. Yeah. You know, he'll have to pull a rank on him now because he can't have that. He done brought too many new superstars out. Why Punk was gone? Man, I'm like... I'm actually looking forward to the day where, like, this man, like, actually steps down and, like, Triple H takes over, man. I feel like things will be a lot better. If, like, you want him to, like, just come out and raw and do it and say this is you or just, like, behind the scenes say I'm done. One or the other, man. Okay. I just want Triple H running the show because, like, NXT was basically just supposed to be a side project for Triple H. Like, over, like, Nobody really in that company expected NXT to blow up the way it did. Mm-hmm. Like to me, man, NXT is is the best. NXT and New Japan is probably the two best products in wrestling. Period to me. Wow. Like, I feel like NXT is like Ring of Honor with like a budget. <laughs> it's just like good wrestling. You know, people like wrestle like every other week or every two weeks, so you're not overexposed. Good matches. Tell you, man, you gotta get into it, man. Sure. And then you gotta watch the uh, the live CWC special this Wednesday. I don't think I hope they don't try to kill wrestling with all this content going on here. That's <laughs> a lot of wrestling going on for the week, man. You know what, man? That's a lot of fucking wrestling, man. So you got three hours of Monday Night Raw, mm-hmm. two hours of SmackDown. Um, NXT for an hour, Cruiserweight Classic for an hour, 
on Wednesday. Wednesday, and also on Wednesday, Lucha Underground is on. Thursday, you got um, TNA. Friday is New Japan. Saturday, Ring of Honor comes on. Like, it's six days of wrestling, man. It's a lot of fucking wrestling. Right. Well, as, as long as it's not all WWE every day. Yeah. yeah. All the other companies know what they want. Right. Yeah, when I get back, I got to watch that uh, the TNA because they did a part two to Final Deletion. For real? Yeah. Man, I like that, man. <laughs> I actually like that. I told Elwar, I like that whole um, promo thing leading up with uh, Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, so, now, so now Jeff Hardy is, uh, he's broken too. So now it's broken Matt and broken Jeff Hardy now. And they had a tag team match against Abyss and uh, a guy named Crazy Steve. But the name of their tag team was Decay, so it was, it was uh, Delete versus Decay. <laughs> I think it's at the, the Hardy Compound again, so I gotta, I gotta go back and watch that, man. I heard it was pretty good, man. It wasn't as, from what I heard, like I heard it was Taz was talking about it, like it wasn't as good as the first one because like the first one was kind of like. The you know, groundbreaking and you know something new, but he said this one was pretty good too. Okay. So yeah, I probably watch that when I get home. Let me rephrase that. I probably watch that when I wake up. <laughs> Are you not cold? <laughs> Polar bear, man. I see. <laughs> like fifty degrees outside. You got the air conditioning on. Oh, you know you can let your you can raise your temperature and shit, right? Oh, my side. Yeah. How does that work? Little, little red shit. I mean, I'm gonna like really. My side is gonna get warm, but your side is gonna get cold. Yeah, like a tornado gonna happen in the car, isn't it? <laughs> I hope not, man. <laughs> you get warm air and like cold air together. Oh, yeah, this fucking thunderstorm in the car, and shit. right? Man, the weird thing is, man, I'm sitting there thinking like, maybe I should go to work tomorrow, man. <laughs> no, that is weird. Do not go to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Take the damn day off. <laughs> watch football. Yeah, that's like the only thing, man. I wouldn't be able to watch football. I mean, I gotta, I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do, man. Cause <clears throat> Sundays is great, man. Cause it's double time and we don't really do shit. But oh. I still want to watch football, man. So I'm thinking about uh, paying for the NFL ticket. Cause like, um, if you if you live in an area that doesn't have Direct TV, mm-hmm. you can uh, pay for it and watch it on uh, your tablet or your cell phone or whatever. And my apartment is in an area that doesn't uh, have direct TV, so might have to go ahead and do that, man. Be sitting at work, getting paid double time to watch football. Literally, don't have to, nothing at work, but just sit there. I mean, every now and again, I get a car to do, man, but it's so easy. Okay. Like on Sundays, I might have like ten cars at the most. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there chilling, getting paid. Yeah, I was watching that shit like all the time. But the only thing is, man, you can't get the Lions games on there. Yeah, it was just retarded to me. But <laughs> I'll be able to get the NFL red zone, man. To me, the red zone is better. Yeah, they, they wanted me to get red zone when I first got Xfinity. But at this time, I already got Showtime, Cinemax, HBO. I was like, no, I don't nothing else. Just that's it. Yeah, I got the sports package, man. So it's, it's on there, man. I had to get the sports package because uh, I wanted to get access television mm-hmm. so I could they have like a lot of MMA fights. And that's where uh, New Japan Wrestling come on, too. Okay. So I'm like, I had to get that. And there's uh, Red Zone thrown in there, too. So but to me, like, Red Zone is like, that's like the best thing to ever come out, man. Because it's like, you know how you be, if, if it's like more than one game on, you'll be like flipping back and forth. Like, it does it for you, man, with all the games and shit. So, like, if game born. They'll, they'll go, oh, well, the San Diego Chargers are in the red zone, but to score a touchdown, we're going to go to that game now. Right. Like, this game's bullshit. Let's go to this game. They about to score. Happy <laughs> yeah. 9-11. Happy 9-11. Are you supposed to say happy 9-11? <laughs> I don't think I'm supposed to say happy 9-11. I'm surprised 9 11 isn't day off yet, man. Yeah, it's 15 years in the making now. It's, it should be. Yeah, it was 15 years ago, man. 
Where were you at when that shit popped off? Second man? hour in school. Me too, man. Everybody was in the second hour. That's my age. Yeah. I was a senior. That was my senior year. Yeah, that was my junior. Yeah, junior year. That was weird. No, I was in my first hour class, and like I didn't know shit was going on, man. And uh, I'm walking to class, and then people just start randomly walking up to me, like, "Yeah, you, you see what happened, man?" I'm like. Nah, what you talking about? We under attack. I'm like, what the fuck you mean we under attack, man? Right. Yeah, I make it in my second hour class, and it's like, shit was going down. I'm like, shit. Yeah, like, I was going to Votek at the time, man. Like, I went to Crockett. That shit was, like, close to downtown, man. I'm like, I might skip that shit today, man. I don't want to be nowhere near no no downtown, man. Right, because they feel like throwing a plane to GM building. I'm straight. I went and it was weird like the whole time I'm like it was the damn Japanese man that's what they do they fly shit in the shit <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 15 years ago I remember I was I was supposed to go get the Blueprint album that day but I, I couldn't get a ride to the store oh, yeah <laughs> and Blueprint didn't come out that day man yeah and I wasn't catching the bus or nothing I was like man if I don't get a ride if I don't get a ride I'm not going Everybody was tripping about 9-11. And, you know, being 17, you really don't care as much. All right. You know what I mean? Like, you, you understand it, but you like, eh, whatever. You know what, man? 9-11 was supposed to be my first day at TJ Maxx. Oh, really? Yep. And then they, they called. like, nah, we're going to be closing early. Don't come in today. All right. Uh, we got bombs and shit <laughs> flying over. World's, com- world's coming to an end. Don't come to work today. All right. It's been at home with your family. Yeah. And then the fucked up thing is, man, I never got officially trained at TJ Maxx, man. They just, like, brought me in. Like, somebody, like, they just threw me on a register and, like, you know, had somebody show me, you know, how to do it for a little while, man. But I never officially got trained on, like, how to do everything in, in uh, the store. Wow. I remember I, was, I had been there for, like, a good, like, four months. And I was like... Uh, I forgot what my supervisor's name was. Like, you know, I've never like officially been trained, right? Because they asked me to like show somebody, like, train somebody else. I'm like, you know, I never officially got trained, right? I just picked up as I went. Yeah. <laughs> man, what was your first job? Man? My first job was it pest supply plant? No, you would think it was. I was uh, working at a boys and girls club at 14. From 14 to like 16, I was going there, and at the same time, I was working there. Like, they had this snack shop where you could buy pop chips, candy, and stuff. Uh, it was an actual job. We had the W-2s and pay, pay stuffs and everything. Got paid four seventy five an hour at 14. Thought that was a lot of money. Then, when I turned 17, I started working for um, a telemarketing company. And I didn't, I liked it because I got paid like $12 an hour to just sit and talk on the phone uh, to Minnesota police trying to get them to well, to Minnesota residents trying to get them to donate money to Minnesota police. And I would call between 6 and 10. So I would get cussed out by, like, everybody saying, stop calling around dinner time, blah, 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 this and that. Right. And it just wore me, man. I, I just didn't feel like doing it no more. Like, I, I didn't like asking for money. And I ended up getting fired because I ain't keep up my sales. But I did that for, like, six months. Then I started working at Pesticide Plus. But you know what? I was 17 and all I did was um, buy Jordans on my check. <laughs> For real. I, I would walk to uh, Northland, it was right on the corner from Northland. And I would go to Champs and I would just buy a pair of Jordans. Man, man. man with me, uh, TJ Maxx was like a little shopping center and like at the end of it was uh, Street Corner Music, man. So, like, literally, I would get my paycheck, go down to Street Corner Music, buy a whole bunch of, like, used CDs and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd just be like, look, man, here, take my whole fucking check, man. Let me get this, uh, this old Red Man album. <laughs> yeah, I bought some fucking CDs, man. I used to be a CD pain. Oh, like, I used to just look forward to everybody dropping the album and listening to it. Looking good over here. <laughs> Struggling, I'm, man. I'm dozing. I'm <laughs> a lot of you. 
everybody got more sleep than me. Yeah. I think I went to bed at like four. And yeah. woke up at like eight. <laughs> yeah, I went to sleep at like four thirty, woke up at seven thirty. Something you know scientific. I was worried, man. Like, man, I might end up dosing off of that fighting shit, man. I was wide the fuck awake the whole time, huh? <laughs> It's because you know celebrities is out there. <laughs> Other wrestlers. Yeah. Like, I can't go to sleep on them. Like, I kind of felt bad for old girl that was sitting behind me when we uh, caught those, uh, grabbed those N6 and shit. Yeah. Like, I know you can't see over my tall ass. Like, y'all wanna, y'all wanna like flip flop? Like, nah, nah, we're good, we're good. All right. <laughs> they they say that we cool with everything. I don't even know if they really give give a fuck about the fight, man. They, it, was, it seemed like one of those couples that just like wanted to go to an event, get dressed up, and all out on some shit. Yeah. One of these days, I'm gonna do that, man. I'm gonna go to a fight. I'm gonna wear a suit. <laughs> Hey, baby, bring out the high heels <laughs> and the mini skirt. You all right over there, man? Oh, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> that did not sound confident, man. It, it, it wasn't confident. <laughs> I just feel like I had to say something when I said I'm good. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, I want to thank you all for listening to the show. All steak, no sizzle. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with me and my boy, Mike, on our way back from Cleveland. Once again, thanks again, Mike, for rolling with me to the show. I, I know you had a good time, man. You got to meet uh, Miss Noel Foley and uh, Mr. Luke Harper. <laughs> we had a great time down there in Cleveland, man. And uh, thanks again for, for rolling with me. I know in the past I've been very critical of the city of Cleveland, but Cleveland, I've been there the last two weekends and I had a great time there. The city of Cleveland definitely showed love. Good people there had a great time. And uh, yeah, I, I guess I still hate you guys during Michigan, Michigan State, I mean, Michigan, Ohio State, hell, Michigan State, Ohio State week two. But uh, definitely a good city. I enjoyed myself, had a good time there. So. Until next time, and like I said before, if you want to be a part of the conversation that we're going to have about serious social issues that's going on in this country, feel free to hit me up on all social medias. Hit me up on Facebook at the All Stake No Sizzle Facebook page. You hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Devin the 63. That's D E V I N T H E 63. And you can also email the show at ASNSPodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to comment about this episode, any other episode, you know, future episode ideas you might want to hear me talk about. If you want to be a part of that conversation, like I said, feel free to hit me up and let me know. Uh, if you have any questions or concerns, feel free to hit me up on all those platforms, like I said before. And once again, thank you for listening to the show. If you listen to the show, make sure you share it with others. Like, share, comment. Post it up on your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram, your Christian Mingle, your, 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 your Tinder. <laughs> Post the show and spread the word. I really appreciate everybody who, who listens and who does share the show. So with that being said, this has been All Steak, No Sizzle, Episode 4. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Devin McKenzie, and make sure you listen to future episodes. Thank you again. Peace.